LU retiree is recognized for her years of service. LU candidate forum faces backlash. JC hosts annual health event. And Capital goes pink for breast cancer. We'll have details when we return. This is a show for you. Put those bonnets on and get those mugs ready for this tea on Lincoln University. For the Lincoln University community. This is a new podcast for the Lincoln University community. Come on, LUMO, y'all need to get with this memo. This is a new podcast for the LU community that is for the students by the students. Two hood for the artsy kids and two artsy for the hood kids. Unity is family, closeness, honesty, and loyalty. All right, welcome back, everyone. This is the sixth episode of TM Bonnets here with your boy Leek and your girl Kay Kizzle. <laughs> Thank you for joining us and staying with us through this TM Bonnet journey. I yes. know we built up a little movement here, and we're just ready to keep everyone informed, like how we have been, and unite the LU community. So once again, this is a shout out to the LU students, faculty members, professors, staff, alumni. JC residents and anyone who's new listening right, to this. Right, right. <laughs> yes. This is a safe space, so to speak. So anything that um, you feel like you can relate to, conversations that you have amongst your peers or colleagues will more than likely be talked about on this show. Most definitely. And I wanted to shout out our last episode of Miss Liz Morrow. If you have not checked it out yet, please go listen to please it. Please go listen to it on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podcasts Google Podcasts. Yes. All that good stuff. All coming off of the Anchor app, where you can download it in the app store. So please go check that out. We loved our conversation with Miss Liz. We loved having her in the studio. And uh, yeah, we're just ready for a new week. And uh, we have a special, special guest. Yes. We love giving y'all special guests, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> she is a very, very nice lady from Missouri. Yes. And uh, she's going to be talking to us a little bit later about being a city representative. Yes. And what yes. That's like. So, you know, midterms just passed. Yes. So how are you feeling, Malik? You know what? I'm feeling pretty well. I looked at my grades and there I think there was one I could do a little improvement on, mm-hmm. but for the most part, I mean, balancing it out pretty well. Right. And we going through this and right. uh I mean, this is our last year, so we got to go hard before we go home. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, Midterms, I just was convinced that these first eight weeks was not for me because it has been a lot going on. But I looked at my grades, and I am doing perfectly okay balancing academics and this show. So your girl got it. Yes, yes, yes. All right, so I'm. Um, so some people have come to us and noticed that the fourth episode, when clowns come back to bite, mm-hmm. had mysteriously disappeared from Ooh, Apple Podcasts. That was the most controversial episode, <laughs> right? Too. I wonder from, why. Uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all that. And I want to apologize. That was a mistake on my part. Um, for whatever reason, multiple episodes download. I thought I was that. I thought mm-hmm. I was deleting an earlier episode, and it turns out it was that one. So. The fourth episode, which is now the 
fifth episode. Fifth episode yes. is back up, so you guys can go back and, and listen Ms. to Liz all. And this Liz episode uh, bounce down to the fourth, fourth episode. episode. So, so we still got the ball rolling, y'all. We learned from our mistake. We put it back up, and we still moving along. And once again, this is the sixth episode. So right. thank you for joining us. Right. So now we're gonna jump right into the news. What you got for us, partner? All right. So forty years at Lincoln, mm. Rose Ann Ottemeyer has been in Lincoln University for more than 40 years, working in various areas, but mostly in the president's office. She officially retired last year, but is still working part-time as secretary of LU's Board of Curators and as an executive assistant to new president, Dr. Gerald Jones Woolfolk. Over the years, Ottemeyer has worked in the office with six presidents and another six interim chief executives. Whenever a new person comes in the office, Roseanne has been, has been able to adjust well. I don't think that it was hard at all. She said, I enjoy change. I enjoy learning new things. I enjoy the challenge. Mm. Although she is semi-retired, Ottemeyer is not ready to leave the job for good. She can't point to a single highlight of her career because she's had so many. But working with students has been a big one. When you touch a student's life, it makes you feel really good. Oh, I like that. I like that. All right. This year's Healthy Schools, Healthy Communities is hosted in Missouri's capital city. Community wellness coordinators from across Missouri gathered in downtown Jefferson City for an annual event that was created in 2000 by the Missouri Foundation for Health. The initiative aims to address childhood obesity by working to improve the health of Missourians through partnership, experience, knowledge, and funding, while also approaching solutions to multiple health issues. Agricultural programs were promoted to lay down more garden beds for fresh produce in schools. Callaway Hills Elementary School currently has six garden beds tended by the students. Healthy Schools, Healthy Communities has also helped in some of the city's development through a fitness and healthy habits approach. They are now promoting the spin use of dockless model bikes that are available all over the city for the community. All citizens need to do is download the app on their smartphones, enter their payment information and get a code to unlock the use of the bikes. All right. All right. So next up, the Lincoln University Legislative Candidate Forum faces criticism from the community. Candidates from four mid-Missouri races were invited to a forum that was held in Lincoln University's SUC ballroom. The running positions include six district Senate seat, six district House of Representatives, Cole County Prosecuting Attorney, and the Division Three Associate Judge. Libertarian candidate Stephen Wilson for the Senate race was criticized for his response to a question about what role the government should play in helping more minority-owned and woman-owned businesses get a share in state contracts. Wilson was asked if he favored segregation and answered yes. He and answered yes. He later apologized after hearing two rebuttals from the audience saying he misheard the question. Democrat Nicole Thompson, also for the Senate race, was also criticized for not knowing enough details about statistics showing how minorities are stopped at a higher rate in the state of Missouri every year. Some of the representatives that were invited were not in attendance. The event was hosted by multiple citizens, accountability partners, Jefferson City Faith Voices, Capital Area National Organization of Women, and Empower Missouri. You got anything else for us, Boo? Yes, the Capitol goes pink. All right. Thursday, Governor Mike 
Parson commemorated October as Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Guest speakers gathered in his office at the Capitol. They spoke about raising awareness and talked about the importance of increasing breast cancer education and to promote regular cancer screenings. As part of the event, the Capitol Dome glowed pink from sunset Thursday to sunrise Friday. The dome was painted light pink to show support for National Mammography Day, which is recognized annually every third Friday of October. Oh, that's nice. I like that. I like that. So what did you think about these stories? I mean, I think they were pretty. I'm really, really feeling the fact that Jefferson City this year in Missouri we, was the... Uh, Host for this uh, Healthy Schools, Healthy uh, Communities event. I think that um, it's really, really important for us to promote health in agriculture. Uh, With us being a land-grant institution, our agriculture department on Lake University is phenomenal. Like The program is... Just so, I mean, it's booming just in the sense of how many students are involved and the opportunities they get. Um, So I think... If this happens again, if Jefferson City hosts this event again, I think it would be really, really good if our ag department could possibly uh, make a visit or, you know, maybe get a shuttle for some students to go right. down there and check it out, you know? Right. Well, what did you think about some of the stories? Um, Definitely love the story about the Capitol, you know, them turning the dome pink to, you know, yeah. recognize breast cancer awareness. I think that is very, very beautiful. Um great that you know we hosted the healthy schools healthy communities i think that was beautiful um story about the candidates you know that being hosted on lincoln university i think that was good in itself you know considering that a lot of students don't know who to vote for and that we were able to host them here right um you know some of the comments that were made you know i think um we need not be so surprised by some of these people And, you know, we're going to get into that a little bit later. And we're going to bring Kendall, Kendall Martinez, right on the show. I know you guys have missed him. And we're going to talk. Speaking of the The devil, devil. speaking of the devil, we just said that we was bringing you in the studio. We we recording right now. But but, but, but what we're going to do is we're going to. Damn, I forgot. We're so excited to have Kendall Martinez Wright back in the studio to give you more information on the politics in Jefferson City and just keeping you all informed on the November 6th elections Elections. and all that good stuff. And even his little input on this candidate form, this interesting candidate form that went on. So we're going to move right along into announcements. Yes. Okay. So the first announcement that we have, as you all know, You can now apply for financial aid starting October 1st. So Lincoln's financial aid office during the month of October, the 7th, the 14th, the 21st, the 28th of this month from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. And Page Library in room 20 will be helping you all fill out your financial aid for the next school year. Wow, I like that. Is this new? This is new. Okay, I think this is really, really good because I think... um Especially freshmen coming in. They may have been a little lost on that. So our next event, Monday, October 22nd at 12 p.m. in the SUC ballroom, there is an event going on, Greeks Go Pink, and members of the Divine Nine will be holding a special event for women who are 
battling with breast cancer, people that are um, survivors too. Uh, there will be a special guest there who will be speaking. Uh, the guest we had on our show, uh, Miss Liz Morrow, a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. So if you want to learn a little bit more about breast cancer and just go support, you know, our survivors, Miss Liz Morrow being one of them now. Shout out to her. Um, just go and check that out. Yes. All right. Our next event is titled Show Me Healthy Relationships. This is an event where couples learn how to strengthen and nurture current relationships. Singles learn what to look for in potential relationships and choosing the right partner. The event is free and takes place October 22nd. And just so you know, this is a series event that will take place for the next four weeks every Monday. Uh, it will be October 22nd. October 29th, November 5th, and November 12th, and the last day will be on November 19th. And this is, once again, Monday evenings from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. The location is to be announced. Contact Jen to get more info or sign up. Call 573-443-8706 for information. All right, so the next event that we have will be taking place October 25th at Page in Page Library at 6 p.m. in Room 100. It is a women's symposium themed back on top with guest speaker Jessica Smith. All right, that night we have Zombies Night Live. It's from 6 to 9 p.m. at the corner of Madison and High Street. Minors from 16 or younger must be accompanied by adults. The cost is free. And for our adults out there, they going to be selling, what, $2 drinks? <laughs> they have different specials going on at various bars. Okay, okay. Um, and I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that. Yeah. All right. And the reason why they have to be accompanied by an adult, y'all, is because we have some uh, specials at bars going on. There will yes. be some deals for some drinks. And just and so y'all all know, so y'all don't think y'all slick. They will be ID. Yes, yes. Please know that. All right. So the next announcement we have is men's basketball practice players are wanted. If you are interested, please contact Coach Graham McFall. That email is Coach G McFall M C F A L L at gmail.com or visit the office in Jason Gym at 211D. All right, and to conclude our announcements, we want to shout out the Career Center for getting me and Kay's resumes together. Yes. We just want to let everyone know that we will be going back soon because we are graduating. You know, we are working on our curriculum vitae's, and we want to, you know, just upgrade our resumes a little bit more, mention the show on there. Mm -hmm. Add a little bit more journalism experience, investigative work on there. Um, so we just promote it, and we, we're promoting it so that more people can go. And it's free, you guys. Like, your yes. resume in this world, what you do, your experience, all of that counts. And, I mean, on paper, you got to look good. Right. You look good in person, and that's, you know, that's real cool. But on paper, people they need to see. see experience. Exactly. People need to see what exactly you've done. All right, and then also we want to send out our condolences to our boss, Miss Leslie Cross, for the loss of her father, Carl Klingman. Carl Klingman. Uh, let me start this over. I need to say an email was sent out. 
email was sent out across the campus just to, just to inform people that Miss Leslie Cross, a journalism professor? Well, then that... Okay. Uh, before we conclude, guys, uh, before we conclude with the announcements, uh, we wanted to send our condolences out to our boss, Miss Leslie Cross. She is the news director at KJLU. She is a journalism professor. An email was sent out not too long ago, a mass email was sent out not too long ago about her father that passed away. Visitation for Mr. Klingman is scheduled for Sunday, October 21st from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. at Maupin Funeral Home, 301 Douglas Boulevard in Fulton. The funeral service will be held Monday, October 22nd at 10 a.m. at St. Jude Catholic Church, 401 Adams Street in Mulcain. Once again, we send our condolences out to Miss Cross and our prayers as well. Yes. All right. So let's get into sports. Let's give it up for these Blue Tigers bringing home the win for Saturday's game. They played William Jewell. The score was 23 to 14. We won, obviously. And, you know, just continue to show our support for them. You know, this is one of the better seasons for the football team that I've seen. Yeah, in you a know, long time. And, you know, they keep, although they may have lost some games, at least they're getting some points on the board. Definitely. So continue to show that LU support, guys. Let's keep it up. All right, guys. Now we're going to move into what these students on campus are talking about. What is this tea? Yes. Let's talk about this forum. We were really, really excited for this candidate forum. Um, I wanted a lot more students, of course, to come out. Yeah. And just... While you're in Jefferson City, get a sense of who are implementing the laws, who is representing our district here at Lincoln University, mm -hmm. and just get a sense of these people that are asking for our votes. So we brought, once again, Kendall Martinez Wright. Thank you for coming in the studio with us today. Oh, no problem. How are no you problem. feeling this evening? A little tired, but <laughs> I'm feeling still fabulous. Good, good, you know. good, good. So... Let us know, what were your thoughts on this forum? Well, the forum was actually pretty pretty cool. Okay. Like, it, it, I'm glad that uh, the community organizations uh, collaborated and willing to have Lincoln University as the, you know, the host place right, for right. this forum. Because in reality, Lincoln University, you know, with... Um, with the voting area being on campus now, I think it should be, it would have been really vital for more students to come out. But regardless of the student turnout, I think it was really, really interesting and really good that, you know, community leaders and everyone was able to put this together and have really pretty good media right, coverage as well. So what did you think about some of the... Uh, responses to because the candidates were asked certain questions. Right? Yeah. What did you think about some of the responses? I think, like for instance, when speaking about like the Senate area and then representative area, I think that the candidates did their best. Mm -hmm. I think that they showcased what they truly believe in. Right. There was some discrepancies, though. You know, there are some things that needs to be talked about because right. some 
one candidate in particular, he was he is a libertarian. Stephen uh, Wilson. Stephen Wilson. Okay. Yes. Um, he, you know, it seems like he kind of got an idea of how he wants things, and with this being the twenty fourth century, right, and with right, it being right. twenty eighteen, he needs to kind of realize that what he believes in isn't exactly what. The reality yeah, of the world that and we're he living need, in. He needs to realize that there is disparities going on. There is right, like right. racial inequality and injustice that's right. still going on. Right. So that kind of got things a little heated. But when it came down to the um, uh, the associate judge mm-hmm. portion and the prosecuting uh, judge and all that stuff, I found that area to be more interesting than the for the statewide positions right, just right. because you are speaking in a smaller scale Got you, you speak up these people are going to represent this county right and right. so a lot of people they think oh county stuff doesn't matter it really really does because what happens in the county especially like judicial wise mm-hmm. that can affect the small, even just the smallest minuscule things that can affect mm. you, and so, for instance, Galen Rich Carver, uh, she is she's on the Democratic side. Right. She pointed out that there is some serious things that needs to be done to ensure that the um, that racial disparities and uh, injustices are being taken care of. What did you think about um, the Democrat candidate Nicole Thompson not really being aware of the statistics about minorities being stopped more uh, as far as traffic stops well, by officials? Well, with that, I wasn't really that, su- I wasn't really that surprised he, because here's the thing. And I met Nicole Thompson many times, and she did say that she lived in a, she had this perspective of, well, that cannot happen. And and so it didn't really caught me off guard when she didn't know the statistics or any Mm -hmm. of the information that is being shown out, just because when you're from a smaller community, Mm -hmm. You really don't see that as much as mm. well as if you in a bigger community like a, a municipal that's greater than um, 50,000 people. Right, right. You will see more disparities than a community of 10,000 and below. Got you. Got so, it, so I think at that moment she was able to definitely kind of get things together. So, overall, like, do you have any suggestions or comments for the Link University community? Mainly, the, maybe some of the students that weren't there, anything that you would like them to know for the elections coming up in November? Oh, I'm not going to, you know, I am not going to, rep- I'm not representing nobody. I'm representing myself, and this is what I'm going to tell all LU students. Vote for which, for a person that's going to help you out in the future. Don't vote because of name recognition or any of that. Vote for this person strictly for the basis of are they going to help me if I'm going to be in a situation? Just because, I mean, 
you this person this certain candidate could be grinning in your face mm. but you know before the election but after the election when mm-hmm. that person gets in and yeah. you know push comes shove unfortunately you get into a situation he's going that person going to look at you like Oh, who are you again? <laughs> so they're going to act brand new. So let me ask you this. Were there any questions on how Lincoln University is still being brought to the table of Jefferson City? There was some questions, especially um, during talking about, like, for the judicial side of mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. You know, because we do see a very big disparity it within this county and in Jefferson City mm-hmm. and we brought that to the table of the fact that if you really look down to the statistics more we are more Lincoln University students are more likely to get pulled over by law enforcement officers mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. we even though we're quote unquote citizens of the city mm-hmm. you know we're not citizen citizens so, right 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 um, we, and, ha- we did address they did address and that, that. Des- and, and I think that definitely says something because we bring in a lot of revenue to the city yes. as well. You know, we work at a lot of places in the community. Yes. So, I, you know, I just wanted to know if Lincoln was even brought up because, you know, we count. We mm-hmm. definitely count, you know. And, yeah, like, and what really was striking, especially in the state side, was just more of the sense of, like, they know that, you know, this is a smaller institution, mm-hmm. but it's the fact that they didn't know how much of an impact this institution brings right. to Cole County mm. and to Jefferson City. Because if you really look at it, yes, there's little old Lincoln, but 30 minutes north is uh, Mizzou. Right, and right. a lot of people gravitate more to bigger schools just because of the notary mm-hmm. as well as it's a PWI. Right, most it's definitely. Not, it's not HBCU, whereas here Lincoln University, even though it's small, we have such historical significance, such big um, things that we do mm-hmm. is just like I said, being overshadowed. Right. And I think people. And I think that the candidates, they, some of them, acknowledge that they that we need to do more. You know, they need the offices need to do more to ensure that you know equality happens, and you know, just make sure that there isn't such a big disparity. Most definitely, I agree. I agree. Thank you so much, Kendall, You're for welcome. giving your input You're on welcome. the candidate forum. Hopefully, yes. we'll see you very, very soon oh, on the yes. show. Yes, definitely. <laughs> All right. So, uh, moving on with what's being talked about on campus, I think we definitely have to acknowledge before we proceed uh, with these haircuts. Yeah, I know everybody. <laughs> Everybody has been um, wondering, you know, where, 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 where did the sudden change come from, and all that good stuff. So, you know, why did you go first? You know? Well, I mean, I, <laughs> I know it was a big shock for people um, because my hair, just to set the record straight, that was only two years of growth. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people thought that I had been growing my locks out for longer. A longer period of time, but that was only two years, and I kind of wanted something new. Um, I see myself starting my locks over uh, soon. 
Um, but yeah, I just kind of wanted like a new look, you know, something fresh. And just to kind of see if if I could rock the shortcut. I don't know. Maybe uh, Miss Liz. You look good in it. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I think Miss Liz possibly inspired me with the bold and beautiful look yes. there. So what about you, boo? I know you. I mean, nothing really inspired me to cut my hair. I'm always cutting my hair off. <laughs> true, true. But, um, you know, I'm just coming to a point in my life where I'm realizing I just like having short hair. I think right. it really fits me. I like having, you know, just being able to get up and go, coloring mm-hmm. my hair when I want to and everything so it wasn't really no inspiration with me just because I got bored and my hair was getting to the point where I feel like I couldn't manage it so it was time to let it go I feel it I feel it all right so let's talk about these scammers on campus (laughs) we gotta get into this y'all um there is a big lesson from this yes but this is controversial uh we definitely have had some some things have been some brought to the water. Right. Some scuttlebutt as far as a situation that happened in one of the residential uh, dorms. Halls. Re- one of the res- residential halls on campus where uh, there was a public dispute about an individual that got hold of their friend's phone. Mm-hmm. And cash at $200 to himself. The situation, of course, as you probably know, did not end well for the young man. Um, it was public. So a lot of people um, were able to, uh, you know, come by the room. The door was open. The young lady who, you know, he um, took it from, uh, she was very, very... She wanted to showcase what had happened, right. her anger, because she was it very... Was very valid. Yeah, and, and she was most likely disappointed that it was someone that she trusted. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, we we uh, caught wind of this um, about a day ago, and uh, we definitely wanted to bring it to the show and talk about it because, I you mean... You just... For one, at least from what I've heard, he was trying to say, you know, he didn't cash up himself money, which if she really wanted to know the truth, she could have just looked at Cash App. Cash App. Cash App, keep them. I got receipts. Yes. Do you want me to bring the receipts? Do I need to bring the receipts, baby girl? Because I got receipts. What What is she talking about? Cash App. But, um... Yeah, I definitely think, you know, she was really heartbroken at the fact that this was somebody she trusted. Yeah. And this was her friend. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, um, there was definitely some discipline, some disciplining that went on that was public. But I think that it was really all from a hurt place. The young lady was hurt that this person that she trusted with her password to her phone and all that went into her phone, didn't take $50 or a hundred, but $200. And then, you know, you couldn't it is, even tell her what you spent it on. Right. Right. To um, give it back to her. Most definitely. And it is alleged that, you know, the money has not been, given back yet yeah so we definitely want to um kind of go into that and talk about just keeping your stuff 
secured. Mm -hmm. Okay, you got a lot of Joanne the scammers out here, <laughs> you know, and we definitely, uh, we've all been scammed in some way or form. Right. Um, over the summer, I had almost $150 taken out of my account that was connected to Cash App because there was a young lady that did a claim and, you know, I didn't fight it, of course, because, you know, I just have so many other things to do and I'm like if you wanted that money that bad then you go ahead and take it you mm -hmm. know maybe you really really need I it I don't agree but okay <laughs> but she ended up taking the money out of uh, my account because she claimed that what I had promoted to her as far as my photography wasn't delivered um, she got over 30 photos um, different styles. It was last minute. Almost definitely. It was last minute uh, before graduation. She got different uh, styles. There were photos with her and her sisters. There were photos with, you know, her, her cap and gown. There were a lot of beautiful photos that she, her and her sister saw during the photo shoot. But when it came time to her actually getting the photos, she wanted different things edited and all this different type of stuff. And I never promised her that some of these photos would be edited. And she knew that her thing was some of them were not as good as she thought. So she wanted a full refund. When I turned that down, the girl went in, she did a claim and she got the money out. So what I've learned is I don't do cash app no more for real, for real, unless it's really with someone trustworthy. And I've learned that we hitting these folks with contracts now. Because when you got contracts and you have a written agreement, you can take that to court. Exactly. So I've learned that that is, and if I would have had a contract in that situation at that time, then I definitely could have fought that. But the stress of trying to go through that without a contract, um, that, that was just too much. And it was the summertime. I was ready to just kick back, have fun with my family and all of that. Right. But going back to this situation here, the young man, I believe he really, really learned his lesson. Um, I, I heard that there were water works involved in the situation uh, but I think that it's a learning lesson not only for the young man but for the young lady as well that you have to keep your apps and your phone yeah. secure yeah because mm -hmm. my heart goes out to the young lady you know she works hard. Yeah. Apparently, homecoming was October 10th through the 5th. I really feel sorry for the young lady because, you know, you work hard for your money. And yeah. to have somebody that you consider a friend to just steal from you. And then they can't even give you $20 back? Like, hey, no. Hell, he's 30 right. 50 Like, no, that's not... I don't know. I feel like it's a Lincoln thing with yeah. this money. Y'all got to understand, in the real world, like... When you do a deal with someone, like there needs to be a class at Link University on how to do professional deals with people. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't scam people out of money because you both agreed that this is what you were going to be getting. You get it. It's not necessarily all the way up to par. So you ask for a refund. You don't get your money back. So you do a claim to get all of the money back instead. Like you don't do different stuff like that. You don't. Talk about people in meetings because, you know, we're only charging you less than $50 to use a camera for a couple of days. You know right. what I'm saying? Different stuff like that. People have to understand that works in the Lincoln universe. 
but, but in the it, real world. In the outside. So, yeah, we just wanted to say, you guys, maybe put a password on your app. Mm -hmm. Because, um, yeah, that's definitely... We don't want any physical situations happening coming out of this. We don't want nobody getting no ideas. But we definitely wanted to uh, warn people that this is something that's been going on lately. And, uh, yeah, just be careful and... You know, just just keep you keep you guys stuff really, really secure. All right, guys, at the top of the hour, we talked about having a very special guest in the studio with us today. And here we have Mayor Carrie Turgeon. She has served as councilwoman for Jefferson City's fourth ward from 2008 to 2014. She is the current owner of her family's business, Carrie's Hallmark Shop, that opened in 1976. In 2015, she was voted into office as the second female mayor of Jefferson City. She is the 2016 recipient of the Lincoln University of Missouri Trailblazer Award. And she is the 2004 honoree of 40 Under 40. So let's give it up. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming into the studio. Yes. Uh, we know you have a lot on your plate being the mayor of Jefferson City um, and just giving us your time. How does it feel to be here? It's an honor to be here and to be asked to do the Tea and Bonnets podcast. I'm so very excited <laughs> to be part of it. Thank yes, you. Yes. Love being on campus. When I was walking into the library and just walking around on campus, this is a beautiful campus, beautiful oh, time of the you. year, and I just love being here. And one last thing I forgot to mention, you are the selfie queen of Jefferson City. Oh, yes. We definitely <laughs> have that. love your selfies. Definitely will get selfies with the mayor. Of course. <laughs> everyone, like, from... Any event that you know that there will be Jefferson City, uh, well, excuse me, Lincoln University students, uh, we know that you are always willing to take a photo with them and just show your LU support. So we really, really appreciate that. Well, thank you. I just love uh, embracing the students here on campus and out in the community. When I see Lincoln students, I love to know what are they doing, what are right. they working on. And getting a selfie, it just kind of started like for fun, but it's mm -hmm. really turned into a thing. Mm -hmm. And people love to know what's what's the mayor doing, what's happening in Jefferson right, City. So right, right. it's evolved into that, and people really love seeing, okay, what's the selfie of the day? What's yes. going on in our town? Yes, yes. Because we have a really cool city, and it's just fun to share that. Yes, yes. and you've acquired a good skill with the selfies as well, making sure there's lighting, <laughs> yes. angles, all that good stuff. Yeah. I know uh, at the uh, president's inaugural ball, during homecoming, uh, we took one, yes. which I completely loved. We took some other photos as well. And uh, it was just really good seeing you there. I felt like I hadn't seen you in a while since 2017 during the uh, community forums that were mm -hmm. going on, uh, where we officially met. Yes. Um, and that, that yes. was a really good opportunity there. Well, I remember meeting you both there and how mm -hmm. active and involved you were and how great it is to see Lincoln University students engaged in what's happening in our community. That right. is so very important. Yeah. And I'm proud of you all for being there and learning you. because we have to learn and share what's going on and be an active participant in the yeah. solutions in our right. community, don't that is we? That's very, very important. Yes. So um, you were elected in 2015 as mayor. Yes. Um, did you grow up in Jefferson City? Yes, was born here. I'm a lifelong resident. Okay, so um, what was like your first encounter with Lincoln? Like, how did you first learn about Lincoln or come on campus, right, things right. of that nature? Well, growing up here in Jefferson City, Lincoln University is just part of the community. Mm -hmm. So I've really mm -hmm. 
always known Lincoln because I've always lived here mm-hmm. in Jefferson City. Mm-hmm. And when I went to college, I actually took a class here at Lincoln oh, over the summer. Okay. Uh, I had Jim Logan and Ty Westergaard. I'm a business grad, of course, okay, and so okay. I took some business <laughs> courses over the summer. And so I had that opportunity to connect with Lincoln as a student. Okay. And then also when I was elected mayor at my very first meeting, I said, I want everybody to consider Lincoln University, your hometown university, no matter where you're from, no matter where you went to school or if you went to college, Lincoln University is our hometown university. So always encouraging folks to really embrace and get involved and go to a football game, go to a basketball game, come to the library, go on campus, meet the students. Um, and then the after I was elected, the other one of the first things I did was uh, as a council, we uh, brought on a Lincoln University student representative to the council. Mm-hmm. You all know Jonathan yeah. Jackson. Yes. He was our first yeah. one. Love, love Jonathan. <laughs> so he was our first student representative. Oh, wow. And now we have Carolyn Wanjaro. Okay. And so every council meeting, they come. It's a, a large time commitment, and they come to our meetings. They give us a report at every council meeting. Okay. And then what they get to do is connect with the community and, and Lincoln University. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Okay. And I want to say you're making us feel very comfortable because we yeah. were nervous. <laughs> extremely nervous. You know, TM Bonnets is growing. It's a movement that we are really excited for and we're encouraging a lot of people to jump on board and just help it, um, help us unite the Lincoln University community. And I, I wanted to formally introduce TM Bonnets to you. Um, this is a platform that is geared for the Lincoln University community. Like you mentioned, um, the Lincoln University uh, community has a big part in Jefferson City. So we are, our listeners, our demographic include the students, the faculty, uh, the professors, alumni, and of course, JC residents. And we want a lot of people to know what is going on on Lincoln University. What is Lincoln University breeding? How are they breeding the professionals uh, that will lead tomorrow? Um, and we just we, we do our best to stay natural as possible as students of Lincoln University. So um, we're really, really excited that this opportunity is about pretty much LU students finally sitting down with the JC mayor. Like, I think that's wonderful. Yes. <clears throat> well, I am so glad to be sitting here. And I'm glad you said that, that. We are comfortable here sitting here because sometimes people think, oh, elected officials, they're out of touch, you know, we can't talk to them. And I never thought of it that way, but I had some students that came in from St. Louis and they wanted to go to the Capitol. They wanted to speak with the mayor of the capital city. And and they said, oh, you're real. Like they kind of had a different attitude after we Mm -hmm. sat down and talked because they think, oh, it's you know, the mayor or whether it's a state rep or the governor or Mm -hmm. whoever, Mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't matter. We are all open and accessible. We should be. Any elected mm-hmm. official, I mean, we really are. We all sit in a room and we can talk. And, Most definitely. You know, we should connect. And yeah. so we, yeah. we are. We're just real. We yeah. are we're real. People. We yeah. are real. <laughs> we, we just are. And yes. that's what's so great. I walk around campus and do everything that, that you all do and want to learn what are you interested in our right, community. Right, yeah. right. And I really appreciate that because we were nervous. Yeah. We were really nervous. <laughs> oh, you all are we, great. Don't be right, nervous. Thank you. We just want to let the uh, TM Bonnet listeners know that as well. Like, we we do a lot of things that are 
you know, I feel like courageous as far mm-hmm. as being uh, LU students, but we go for it. And mm-hmm. we're glad that you were, and we thank you for being accessible and available to come and speak with us. And wanting to be on this show. Yes. Because yes, I feel yes. like a lot of people would kind of be discouraged, especially right. not knowing what will be asked during the conversation exactly. and everything. Sure. So yes. this is really a humbling experience. Yes. Well, yes. something that I've learned through the process of being an elected mm-hmm. official is not to be discouraged mm-hmm. and not to be afraid. I mean, those things that come are natural. It's mm-hmm. natural to have fear of the unknown and right, how am right. I going to do this? And I've asked myself, how am I going to get through this? And you really have to have that inner strength and just say, okay, I'm, I'm going to do my best. And every day, that's kind of what I tell myself is I'm mm-hmm. going to do my best. And, you know, even when I was elected in 2008, I was very motivated to run. Mm-hmm. And I was glad to win uh, against a two-term incumbent. And mm-hmm. I had never run, run an election. I never had a campaign. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but was, you know, able to, to win a council race, worked hard, served on council for six years. Mm-hmm. And then when it was time for my last two-year term, I ran again, but by that time, my heart wasn't really in it, and I actually lost that last council race. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you think about having confidence or being discouraged, that's something that could have been a very discouraging thing, and I could have said, okay, I lost a very public race, so now what do I do? You know, the city doesn't want me. What am I going to do? It's embarrassing. And I mean, don't get me wrong, those things are difficult, and and it can be hurtful. You know, you feel like you're not what the city wants. But I really use that as an opportunity to look at my future and look at the future of the city and the direction that things were going and and really to find the right team. And I think it's important to find those that are like-minded and and those leaders that you admire, Mm -hmm. how they lead, and get to know them and sit down and talk to them. And I'll tell you, the night I lost my council seat race, uh, people came up to me and said, okay, now you can run for mayor. And there was this, (laughs) I said, what are you talking about? I just (laughs) lost an election. What do you mean? And so that very night, I started forming the team around me that would get things moving for the direction of the city. And I found that my heart was no longer in it, and I was getting discouraged in Mm -hmm. my council seat. And instead, Instead of just being discouraged, uh, the attitude was, okay, how can we get things moving in the direction that I think would really bring positive things to Jefferson City? And from that moment on, so there was literally one year from the time I lost until I won a mayor's race in a six-person race with over 40% of the vote, which was a really big margin considering there were six people. So it was an easy time. I could have said, okay, I'm done. But I always say that because as students or just as anything, we're always faced with challenges, but it's how we react to the challenges. And when one door closes, another opportunity is there. We don't always see it at the moment, but it's there. And to be okay with it and realize that change is the only thing we can really we know is constant. And so we've got to rely on how do we react to the change? How do we be okay with it? And, you know, get the support team around us. For some of it's it's our family and friends. But if not, sometimes we do have to look at ourselves and say, okay, we're going to do this and be confident and be okay with those losses. It's okay. It's what makes us stronger. I'm a way better mayor for that, having gone through that experience than if I hadn't. Wow. Wow. And I'm so glad you went into that because... That was actually one of our next questions. <laughs> Good. We gotta go into it. Yeah. But with that, um, I want to back up a little bit and ask you: How has it been uh, running your family's business? What was what was kind of the process of that? How was it passed down to you? 
What does that feel like? That has been amazing. I've had a great experience. Uh, actually, my grandfather came to America as a young boy okay. uh, from Greece. Uh, he was an orphan. He had no mm-hmm. parents. They had died when he was a young boy, and he came to this country with an uncle. And as he came through Ellis Island and through Missouri, when he saw the capital, he knew this is where he wanted to stay. And mm-hmm. he literally came here with nothing, and he just lived and worked his entire life within a block of our state capital and started uh, shining shoes, and he had a hat cleaning business, and then eventually a dry cleaners. And now that is Carrie's Hallmark in the same location where my grandfather had a dry cleaning business. So oh, I'm third generation now at Carrie's Hallmark. My parents named it after me when I was four years old oh. back in 1976. Oh. So I grew up with that. And my grandpa would say, the customer is always right. And we can laugh at that today and say, the customer's not always right. What are you talking about? Right, right. But you have to have that attitude that you respect the customer and just do your best with service. And if you can provide good service then you will be successful. And my grandfather always would say, in this country, you can make a living if you work hard. And he had challenges too, and we all do, but he just was nice to everybody and he really worked hard and and was successful. And so really that is my inspiration uh, growing up and being part of the family business. And my parents are still there. They work almost every day with me. And now that I'm mayor, I'm not at the store as much, but I have a really good team and trust the the team that we have there. And Hallmark is a fun business. Luckily, I I was uh, born into a business that's celebrating happy occasions. And it's it's great. It's great to be an entrepreneur entrepreneur and be in business yes yes well i'm 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 really happy for your family with that business well thank you glad we're here in jeff city no other place i'd rather be than here (laughs) (laughs) yes okay so going um into it um as we stated earlier you are the second female mayor so how was that um obstacles challenges maybe um some high moments some low moments for you you know especially with politics being somewhat of a male-dominated industry field sure you know it's it was just really the right time sometimes Mm -hmm. timing is everything this Mm -hmm. was the right time for me to run for Mm -hmm. mayor and I'm so thankful that the community uh, realized the vision uh, that I saw for Jefferson City. And it's not about me. It was really a community vision and finding a team that really felt that Jefferson City could move forward. And um, to be the second woman elected as mayor, I know that I'm the second, and I would really think probably the second of many more to come. Um, When I served on city council at the time, there were two other women on council. There were three of us for Mm -hmm. a while. And You know, sometimes the number goes up and down, but what I learned is that um, as elected officials, sometimes women, um, and it's the studies show that women often need to be asked, whether it's to run for office or other leadership positions, that sometimes women aren't, uh, they may not see themselves in those leadership positions Mm. until they're asked to do so. And that's exactly what happened to me. When I ran for council the first time, I was asked to do it Mm. by some trusted friends that said, you really should, you've got what it takes, you could be a council person. I said, Mm. are you kidding? I'm a business owner. I I don't know what politics is. I've never (laughs) run for politics for elected office. What in the world? So sometimes others see in us what we don't even realize that we have. And Mm. so uh, being asked, and seeking out those leaders and saying, hey, you should do this and and encouraging them and being there to back up uh, others is very important. And I think that's really how I got started um, doing that. And now I encourage others, whether it's to run for political office or being leadership roles in other ways in the community. And it's important that we lift each other up and that we say, hey, you could do this and you should. And so 
you know, being a woman, uh, I'm proud to be uh, an elected official. I know oftentimes when I speak to groups and I'll say, I'm the mayor of Jefferson City, and people say, you're the mayor? Like the real mayor? Or is that just your nickname? Like when you say you're the mayor, because it's not what you typically in your mind might envision a mayor. And I tell people, don't ever let somebody else's preconceived idea of what they think you should be ever tell you what you should be. You should be what you want to be. People look at you and say, oh, you look like this. You should be that. Maybe I don't look like a mayor. Maybe I'm not what people think a mayor should be. And that's okay. And, you know, I've said that to groups, and I've had young women come up to me. I had a one girl, and she said, I want to be a welder. And after hearing you talk, it made me think, okay, it's all right to be a welder. Because she says, when I tell people that, they, they, under, they don't understand why. Right, and right, right. whatever we want to be, just be okay with it and go for it. And not to worry what others think about it, but to show them that you are confident in your own self and what right, you want right. to be. Most and it's definitely. okay. And it's okay to change what you want to be. I never thought I'd be mayor. I didn't yeah. major in being a mayor when I went to school. <laughs> right, right, definitely. So, yes. you know, who knows what you're going to be in life. But if anything, if you treat people with respect and go after your heart, then you'll be fine. I'm so yes. glad you said that um, because for our body listeners out there, you have to remember you define your own destiny. Yes. And not don't allow other people's fears to be projected onto you um, because they may feel like, well, you know, you're not someone within, you know, the American social construct that would do something like that. So I fear that, you know, you won't be successful in that. But you ultimately determine that with uh, your passion and your drive. So I'm really, really glad you went into that. And it seems um, that you have a lot of support for people when they have a start of momentum to do mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And um, even within Lincoln University, uh, we have to uh, point out that you have showed yourself as a huge supporter supporter yes. for Lincoln University's efforts. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, One example I wanted to go into was the Chestnut proposal with Lincoln mm-hmm. University. Um, I know that uh, Lincoln University at one time uh, wanted to get the uh, road closed to build somewhat uh, of a closed area where there could be shops and just make uh, make it a little bit more, um, I guess, a, I guess expand like the quad area yeah. in a sense, you know, make it more social for the students and all of that. So I know, uh, what, what year was that? Was that like 2015? Because I remember that was like the big talk when I came in as a freshman. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So after everything was uh, presented, you know, to our, uh, the head of Lincoln University, uh, uh, Dr. Rome and Lincoln University, they uh, they took a busload of students um, to, you know, uh, a council meeting uh, proposing that we shut it down and um, uh, close the street off, excuse me. And um, ultimately, you know, the proposal after, you know, students, the students spoke, the president spoke, even Jonathan, he spoke. Mm-hmm. Um, and w- did you speak there as well? I probably did. Okay, I, gotcha, I know gotcha. I I've been I remember that meeting when they all right, came. Right, right. And even though it didn't pass, right. I do think that the time will be right. Right. Um, and there's a couple of streets. In fact, when I came in here, I came from Dunklin and the two streets that lead as you kind of come in towards the library. I think that those could be enhanced, and I know mm-hmm. that you know as Lincoln looks at the entire area, that was something that came up was, well, once that is closed off, then how do you get in and access the campus from other ways and mm-hmm. some of the other streets that, that could be 
sort of uh, built and enhanced a little bit better and, mm-hmm. and looking at the overall campus and right, growth for the future. Right, right, so right. I think that the time will be right. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have liked to see it closed at the time. I, right, I saw right. a lot of value to that because right. I think pedestrian access on college campuses is important because Most that's definitely. where students are constantly walking back yes, and forth. Exactly. Yes. Um, I know they did end up, I believe, vacating part of that so that it would go from the city to Lincoln. So that way Lincoln could monitor that rather than the city. So that was helpful because there's the parking aspects that are currently on uh, Chestnut. So uh, that was a step in the right direction. I think there's still a little ways to go. And uh, as we look at the areas around, because some of those other, you know, uh, streets need to be, I think, improved and enhanced gotcha, as you look gotcha, at coming gotcha. in there. And there's some really tight curves there, too. So Most, there's, a, yeah. <laughs> as you know, so, you know, eventually as the plan moves forward for, for the campus as a whole and, and that gets improved, then it would make more sense to, yes. you know, probably yeah. do something with Chestnut and yeah. once the other areas make, right, it, make right. more sense yeah, to we, access. We've had some really tight curves there, mm-hmm. like, um, or curves. We've had uh, some shuttle buses. Uh, you know, trying to, try to sure. plan some turns <laughs> right. and it didn't really work out well, you know. But um, I'm glad, once again, we thank you for supporting that um, mm-hmm. and being behind that. And um, I'm glad that you still seem very, very hopeful with that because uh, the school, I felt like, was very discouraged. Um, but, you know, just going back to your message, you know, you have to stay uh, persistent right, mm-hmm. and diligent and uh, right. just, you know, keep the momentum flowing and try different ways, you know, to ultimately gain what you want to accomplish. And looking at the big picture, because right. sometimes until we improve the others, it wouldn't make sense to do, uh, right, you know, right. one little thing at a time. Sometimes it is a little bigger picture, which can be broader and that can sometimes take more time, which is discouraging. But at the same time, it would make for a better end result. And the campus looks great. I love the blue crosswalks. Uh, I love seeing that, you know, the tennis courts. I know um, the city parks department just last night voted on uh, something that would help to enhance community park. I mean, there's so many things around here. And then as you look towards Lafayette, you know, we have a lot of growth um, happening towards the downtown. So there's so much going Uh, on here. I really wanted to, um, you seem very, very well, um, a, a good planner in the sense of development in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know that you have uh, two plans right now um, that correlate uh, the penitentiary. I always say this penitentiary. Word. Right. Always yes. say that word really <laughs> yes. odd. But yeah. um, that area over there, I know you were um, working to do some development that is going to bring in more businesses, restaurants, hotels, maybe make uh, streets more uh, accessible, you know, to get around uh, in Jefferson City. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, just kind of make that, um, you know, I guess maybe, uh, is there something where you're trying to lead the street into Chestnut as well? or? Yes, that entire area, yes. Um, because if you think about it, as you go up Lafayette right now, mm-hmm. go up the street from Lincoln, and imagine having this development literally within walking distance of right. Lincoln. I mean, you right. can almost see up the hill. When you stand here, you can you can almost see the top of Lafayette where the historic penitentiary sits. Right, yeah, when you stand yeah. at the historic penitentiary, you can look down and you see the highway interchange, you right. see Highway 50. And so it is an amazing access that was built to have access to both Lincoln and the historic penitentiary. So MSP has been vacant now for 14 years, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's a major tourist attraction. They started with 3,000 tourists. Now they're up to over 33,000 tourists a Mm -hmm, year, mm -hmm. and we can reach even bigger numbers. Um, Other penitentiaries in in the country 
have numbers like 300,000 visitors a year. Mm -hmm. So it's really astronomical when you think about the potential that we have. Mm -hmm. It has a view of the river. I mean, we have access to, um, you know, amazing open land in the heart of our community within walking distance of Lincoln. So our goal is to do kind of put into plan what was called the the prison master plan. You can go online, Google that, look it up, the historic uh, penitentiary and look up master plan. And you'll find um, years ago, they envisioned putting a hotel and a conference center, meeting space, Mm. shops, restaurants, um, access to the river, all for us to to get out there and enjoy mm-hmm. and bring visitors and tourists here and and utilize that land that's been sitting there vacant. So the land we're talking about, um, luckily the city and the state work together with the county and mm-hmm. the um, chamber and our convention and visitors bureau and the state basically gave the city about 30 acres and so now we're going to be working on that land and getting these things built um, hopefully very soon Um, and then the area where the historic buildings are will remain so Mm -hmm. those won't be torn down they're very historic the prison is uh, over 180 years old it was the oldest prison west of the mississippi 100 years older than alcatraz so major history and tourist attraction so the area we're talking about then basically is from the historic area over to Chestnut. So, And then it's Capitol Avenue to the river. That's kind of our, our square of land that we have. So Chestnut will become the, the entrance, really, into you, the prison. Got you, got you. And it'll you know eventually loop around to Lafayette. So mm-hmm. it, it's just amazing to think about that we have this opportunity to build uh, and enhance this tourist attraction and have a river view. And, you know, the river is also a very important piece of our community. And unless you live on the bluff, you don't even know we really have a river. So we want this development to highlight our river as well. It sounds like a lot of these plans will bring a lot more revenue into the city and not only make you, you know, more attractive for the community, but also for tourists as well. Mm -hmm. Because I know with me being out of state, out-of-state student my parents come in especially my mom she just loves how beautiful it is all the trees and stuff (laughs) so i know like once those plans get on the roll and more things start to open up like she would love to spend a weekend out here and i was laughing because like my parents have said the same thing like like we're from los angeles and there's so much to see out there but my parent even my dad he always mentions how he loves the trees Mm -hmm. and how you know just beautiful and green it is and stuff i was going to ask you um as far as the um where, where the tour tourists come um, are there during Halloween because you know we 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 like to go out <laughs> and do different things is there like a tour as far as like do they make it a Halloween theme kind of like a maze in the penitentiary you know I don't know that they do but they should I know in the future they've looked at doing Halloween events gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha. Uh, right now they do the tours and you should definitely take one if you haven't they do history tours ghost mm-hmm. tours. I believe it's MissouriPinTours.com uh, or .net. Okay. I'm not sure, okay. but uh, the Missouri Pin Tours, and uh, they run the tours through October. They stop in the winter, and then they resume in the spring again. Okay. Okay. But it's definitely worth it. If you want to be scared, take a ghost tour. I'm too scared. So the mayor, <laughs> the 
mayor is way too scared to go on a ghost tour, but people love the tours gotcha. and they yeah. film movies there. Yeah. We've held concerts there actually oh, wow. for three years in July. We uh, started with Big and Rich, or this year we had Big and Rich, which was just incredible to have a big, you know, act mm. here. Uh, they put on an amazing performance. Uh, the year before we had Winona Judd, and then the first year we had Travis Tritt. So okay, we okay, brought in some artists to. Uh, kind of country rock the prison and <laughs> so you know what we want to do is utilize that um, in the future for more events because gotcha, it's gotcha. in the upper yard and it's a beautiful setting actually who would have yeah. thought we you could some, have a, we know an some event. rappers that would love to perform all right <laughs> let's make that happen i think it would be fun i mean it's it's actually a very cool setting if you haven't been you walk in people say wow i mean it's it's really incredible we've been here well we're about to graduate in may and we have not really checked it out yet so wow. Oh, something, something to do. Yeah. Checklist. So, um, you know, like Malik said, we do hang out downtown sometimes. And I noticed this has been like talked about since I've come in and even when mm-hmm. you've come in. Parking is like really bad. And I know that's another big thing you want to work on downtown is building um, a city garage with yes. 250 spaces. So how long do you think that will take? And like, what do you what do you see your plans for that? And that's on West McCarty Street, right? Where well, looking supposed? in the downtown area, okay. there's about three or four sites that or maybe five sites that were brought to uh, to look okay. at. Mm-hmm. So kind of in the downtown, they looked at McCarty. They're uh-huh. looking at the area between kind of high and McCarty Street, gotcha, basically gotcha. that block. So there's several sites that we're, we're um, studying at the moment. And you'll see here in the near future, I think we'll be really talking about, okay, narrowing down to the best possible sites. So there will be another garage. Um, luckily, we have that opportunity to do that. And in the meantime, in, in Jefferson City, the interesting thing is there's a lot of parking. It just happens to be up or down a hill. And so, yeah. you know, that's the hard <laughs> that thing. Yeah. Um, so uh, there are several lots that are, are very much underutilized, but the ones that are right in downtown are completely booked a lot of the time. Right, right. But yeah. luckily, right on High Street, we do have free 90-minute parking, so mm-hmm. people don't have to feed the meters there. But long-term goal is in the next few years to have another parking garage. So that is definitely on the horizon. Okay. 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 So um, I know, too, like, even with the Lincoln's campus like parking is really bad especially for commuter students and stuff and oftentimes that leads to students you know getting tickets from either LUPD or JC police and everything and you know sometimes court dates are given out for that and you know sometimes it conflicts with classes and stuff getting to the court date and sometimes that leads to students having warrants and everything so how do you think like the city and Lincoln can work together to make just parking more accessible for students as well. Right, right. I think that's something we could definitely talk uh, together between the city and Lincoln and, mm-hmm. and look at the parking map. We do that often in the city. We mm-hmm. look at it and say, hey, did you know you can park here? And mm-hmm. sometimes people just don't know. So getting the word out of where the available parking is mm-hmm. is definitely key. And we talked earlier about how we vacated part of Chestnut so that Lincoln could enforce that rather than the city. So mm-hmm. it allows Lincoln to do that. So uh, there's different opportunities like that. So I think just getting the discussion together mm-hmm. is very helpful. Right, right. Um, yeah. And I know uh, I'm really thrilled to have uh, Dr. Wolfolk on board. I think yes, she is an amazing yes. woman. Yes. Uh, look forward to, I've already worked with her, look forward to really um, talking about whether it's this or any issues that right, students have right. where the city and <laughs> Lincoln can work together. Uh, Dr. Wolfolk being the second woman as the president of Lincoln, mm-hmm. and um, she is just such a classy lady, and just she she, you can tell she genuinely loves her students. She just has 
such a special place in her heart for yes. every student. Yes. You can just tell. Yeah. She wants to put the students first. And I know we yes. interviewed her for the Clarion, the school newspaper. Great. And we, uh, it was brought up that, you know, she definitely wants to bring in a lot more students. And that's why we really feel it's relevant to uh, look at the parking situation, too, because um, a lot of students come to college, you know, I'm grown, I got to have a car. Yeah. Um, but are you going to be able to, you know, have access to the city in your car and still come back and have your parking space? You know, that's always a concern. Like, if yeah. I leave, it's not going to be there anymore. So or um, students having to come to campus, like, right. maybe two, three hours earlier right. than classes start just so they can have a parking space. <laughs> and then it's like your, your car just sits there. Like, yeah. you don't want to move it or, sure. you know. So even with your plans um, downtown and just your development plans, they seem very productive and beneficial to the city so we also were wondering too like could you possibly see that um helping you know linking university in a sense or maybe uh being benefited from something similar oh absolutely i think that having those kind of developments like the redevelopment at the prison and the new shops and restaurant and hotels and those kind of things that would be built there it creates jobs so there's job opportunities for students I think also once that area gets built up, then it could be a future opportunity for shuttles to be running in and around. Mm. You could almost envision a loop, you know, all through the prison, through downtown towards the Capitol, making a loop back mm. around here through old Munichburg area, Dunklin, and coming through campus. You could almost envision that would be a perfect right, loop, right, and then yeah, students right, right. could, you know, use utilize that as well. And that's we're talking future goals here, but those are things that would be very real once that development happens. Okay, okay. Well, we're going to get into um, asking more of something that's very relevant, but we're going to get into a question that uh, pertains to uh, uh, politics in America right now and how it is perceived by uh, minorities, um, people that may be discouraged in a sense. So, Mm -hmm. I know. So, you know, we're living in a time period where we have a man in office who, instead of uniting us, is kind of tearing us apart and everything. So, you know, minority, that can be defined as person of color, African-American, a woman, um, LGBTQIA. So how would you kind of encourage those people who seem to be discouraged by the leader that we have in office? How would you encourage those people, you know, to stay in politics, get in politics and, you know, to make a change in everything? So what would be like your advice to them? Well, I think the best advice is to um, be respectful. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we agree on things, sometimes we don't, and that's okay. You know, Mm -hmm. we don't always agree. Uh, And it doesn't always mean that that the respect comes back to us, but if we can always come from a place of respect, I think that's the best place to come from, Uh, no matter what. Uh, As a mayor, there's so many different viewpoints when Mm -hmm. it comes to politics, Mm -hmm. but I try to always uh, listen uh, if I don't agree, I'll explain why and try to have a respectful conversation. It's just so important that we all have different ideas and backgrounds, and it's not really about right or wrong or or forcing someone's idea. It's about uh, listening and collaborating, and sometimes that gets lost, and it doesn't always happen, and we can't get that from, from everyone, but if, if we can, we will go so much farther. Yes. I think that's important. So... It's also, I think, how we react to things because you mentioned, okay, you know, if this, if a politician says this or that, then how do we react to that? Mm -hmm. And I think the best way to react, again, it comes down to a place of respect. And, you know, we may not respect the 
certain comments of other people, but we, mm-hmm. I think if we can and be that example that others will follow, and I think that's important. I think uh, to be a strong leader, we have to um, understand and, and listen and mm-hmm. respect others as much as we can and learn, and um, I think that's where, where I try to come from all the time. And, and I think it's important also to be actively engaged and to right. vote every yes. time, no matter right. what. And as students, when you get to the point where you can register to vote, do it and vote every time. And that is something that I'm fortunate growing up, I learned that. I learned from my grandfather. In fact, my grandfather would take me with him to vote. He voted every time. You know, he came from Greece. He said, this is the best country on earth. And he voted every single time, Mm -hmm. no matter what. So Mm -hmm. I grew up just, that's the expectation. I mean, you vote every time. And people say, oh, does it really matter? It doesn't matter this time. It's only one thing on the ballot or my vote doesn't count. That is not true. It's just so important that we respect the opportunity that we have in this country to vote. And we should because we are a team. I mean, there is no such thing as one person making a decision Mm -hmm. on who is our Mm -hmm. leadership or or a ballot measure. Mm -hmm. It's important that we all do. And regardless of the outcome that we understand it, we're okay with it. We we respect it. and realize that one side or the other, that's how it is. And then it's how we react to it. And then we respect it and we move on and we get active and engaged and involved. But we make sure that we encourage others to vote. Right, yes. right, right. Yes. So important. And know the issues. Most Be educated, yeah. understand them. Yeah. People go to the ballot and they sometimes don't even know what's on there. Right, right. And, and to ask. Call your elected officials. Mm. Say, hey, I don't understand this. Tell me who's on the ballot, what's on the ballot. I mean, we have a big ballot measure coming up uh, in November. Prop D is on the ballot. It's the gas tax, uh, safermo.com. You know, if we want to look to the future, do we want safer roads? Well, it's going to be a gas tax. Well, look at some of the alternatives, you know, Mm. toll roads and things that other states have that could be coming here if we don't take the responsibility to do uh, something that should have been done years ago that we right. finally have the opportunity to do. Right, right. Um, but learning about the issue instead of, oh, it's a tax. Well, there's more to it. You know, same with our capital improvement sales tax locally. We have to learn what all those things mean and get active and engaged on those Most ballot definitely. issues. Most definitely. Do you know Dr. Gossi, the political science professor here on campus? You know, I know the name. I wonder if I've Met Dr. She um, encourages students. <clears throat> excuse me. She encourages students a lot to register to vote. Good. Um, she's been jumping on that for like the last, I want to say maybe three weeks. Yeah. Um, Good. And uh, regardless if you are a Missouri resident or not, um, she's just really pushing for people um, to register to vote. She uh, she's usually out um, by the calf. Um, just. Places where there's traffic, where students come and go, and she's just encouraging them to vote, showing them how to vote. Um, I wanted to ask you, so shout out to her for that. Yes. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, what did you, are you aware and what did you think of uh, the uh, voters taking lawmakers uh, to court as far as the um voter ID right requirements in the sense of having your voter um ID card and then was it in April since April or July when you had to I think I believe July of last year if I remember correctly so July of last year when you had to finally have a um uh, excuse me a Missouri uh license or uh just ID card with you 
And I, I would want to make sure, I think the best thing would probably be uh, before we vote to make mm-hmm. sure that you know what you need to bring. Right, and I, right. it, it can be an ID, but it can also be some other forms of ID. Okay. And I, I don't know exactly, I don't have those in front of me to know, but mm-hmm. I know, I think the best thing would be to have that so students right. know, okay, in order to vote, I need this or that. And as students, you know, you, you have your IDs, you you whether it's a photo ID, I'm not sure the exact requirements, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I'd say just to find out what those are and make sure that you go prepared. Right. Um, and uh, also knowing where your polling place is, right, uh, because right, I've right. had people who have come to City Hall and they've said, where do I go vote? Right. And it can be a, a hassle or challenge. So, you know, voting is is easy. The, the places are there. You just have to know. And once you know, then it's it, you're fine. Right. So as far as the actual ruling in the court, I'm not exactly sure um, what the outcome was and some people may agree with it or not and I guess the standpoint I'm coming from is okay this is this is how it is so we we will work through it and if there's anyone with challenges I would encourage them to call the county clerk's office so the county clerk is over kind of the voting Mm -hmm. Um, you know they do their the absentee for example is at the county clerk's office any questions about how to register, um, where do I vote, where's my polling place, what do I need to bring, what kind of ID is, is allowed, and those kind of things. So rather than saying, well, I agree with this or I don't agree with this mm-hmm. or I like this policy or I don't like the policy, um, the policy is in place. And so just knowing how, how to do it because it's, it's really probably not, not as difficult. But those who do have challenges mm-hmm. certainly should make that call and, and find out what can be done to and, help them. And I think people are feeling discouraged to a degree um, with the uh, Missouri ID uh, requirement only because I believe there are some polling places where if you do not have a Missouri ID, turning, you, um, you, you might be turned away. And then also, too, um, people are also feeling a little discouraged because of the transportation that isn't being provided um, from the city. Can you kind of go into your thoughts on that? You know, some cities do provide mm-hmm. uh, transportation and some don't. I know, um, in fact, that was just discussed at a meeting last week at the city level. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't at the meeting, so I don't know all the details, but gotcha. it, I received an update and I think there was some concern that, well, how do we handle it? when the city has a ballot issue. So for example, the city has, well, council members for one uh, every April, Mm -hmm. but sometimes the city has things that, whether it's a city charter amendment or a city thing that we, um, a a city renewal of our sales tax. So if we are, I think some of the concern was if we are um, bringing people to the polls, Mm -hmm. does that look like the city is because there's other things. There's the national ballot measures that are on there as well. Right, right. But if it's a city ballot measure, does that put us in a position? Uh, and I don't know whether it does or not, but I'm mm-hmm. saying that was a concern that was brought up. That gotcha. is that really the right direction? Should a city be doing that? Because we could say, well, you provided a free ride when you had a city issue on the ballot, but not when there was maybe a national issue on the ballot. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? Ultimately, you know, the cost issue, because each day that uh, rides are are provided free, that's a subsidy from the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is one free ride day. That's something they started doing mm-hmm. recently to mm-hmm. encourage people to ride. In fact, it was just a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I rode it for free. I brought my family. <laughs> uh, we had the whole front office of City Hall, and we all went to lunch uh, on the city bus. Okay. So they do provide a free ride day. 
um, and the bus fares. I know I think students at Lincoln worked with the city where they mm-hmm. provided that program where if you show your student ID, you can get a discounted rate uh, on the buses. And mm-hmm. so that there are programs that encourage students to ride the bus. Got you. Um, but again, I would encourage people to reach out to the county clerk's office and see what transportation is uh, along certain bus routes and where the polling places are. And uh, they can always get to the county clerk's office, which is in the courthouse downtown in the annex, which is right on High Street. And, mm-hmm. you know, there is a bus route that runs along there that people could hopefully access. Got you, got you. Okay, I'm glad that you uh, answered that question because I know people, um, knowing that you were on the show, would probably... You know, just want to know, you know, your response for some of those questions, of course, you know, because we have the opportunity to speak with you. So uh, we really appreciate that. Well, sometimes um, getting to vote, you know, there are other challenges just to get to work or get to class or get to whatever. So I think voting is the same thing. It's something right. that rather than saying, well, it's too challenging, we should say, how can we get there? Just like you all do as students, you do that every day. Right, right. And, and maybe help others that need it. I'm sure we can coordinate and and I think that we do right. need to make sure that those are saying, well, hey, did you know you can call the county clerk's office right, or go right, to the right. county clerk's website and find mm-hmm. these answers so that they're not discouraged gotcha, and gotcha. find it out ahead of time so right. they know where they're going. Gotcha. Yeah. So I'm just curious, um, as mayor, are you sometimes hit with some very off-the-wall type questions for things that maybe not even are in your control? <laughs> yes, uh, all the time, most often with schools because okay. uh, like Jefferson City Public Schools, we are not... Uh, necessarily over the schools. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are indirectly, but mm-hmm. there is a school board. So there's mm-hmm. oftentimes when I'm asked about, you know, school boundary lines or different questions. So I make sure that I just get them to the right place. So gotcha. if gotcha. people don't know, they'll just call the mayor. I found that, <laughs> which is fine. <laughs> I encourage it. It's okay. Right. Um, and then also being uh, the capital city, we often get questions that oh, are more of a statewide yeah. organization right, rather yeah, right, than right, the city. Right. So, wow. but we welcome the calls and, and try to get them to the right place. So. Got you, got you. Okay, so I wanted to know, because your term is coming to an end, um, have you accomplished what you set out to do? You know, uh, I'm very proud of where we are over the last few years. Uh, the main things, the top three things, really, that I, as far as projects go, were um, the prison redevelopment, uh, riverfront access, and Capitol Avenue redevelopment. Those three things I really wanted to see happen because they were three things we've talked about Mm -hmm. in our city for many years. And so seeing prison redevelopment happen, that we actually have that on the horizon, that mm-hmm. the city now owns 30 acres. Right, right. That was a huge accomplishment. So we want to see that through and get the actual development now. Uh, Capitol Avenue, we already had a few homes that we've been able to take possession of. And the homes that are falling down, we want to make sure those get refurbished. And there's you. a lot of history there. And then Riverfront Access, um, it's a big project, but we're, we're still fundraising for that. But at the Capitol, we'd like to build a bridge over the railroad tracks so that people can walk right. or bike down to the riverfront. And that is something that's very visionary, been talked about forever, uh, but we've had some significant uh, accomplishments lately where, you know, it's a $4 million project and we have a little over $2 million of that. So we're mm-hmm. over the halfway point. Um, in fact, if you go to bicentennialbridge.com, you can see an exciting video of what this bridge will look like. Wow. So, I mean, it's out there. The vision is there. It's not if, but when. And gotcha, so this is gotcha. really cool. So 
those are things that we've made significant progress and I would like to see them through to gotcha, completion. Yeah, gotcha. They're gotcha. like you can almost see it now. You right, can right, see right. these yeah. projects. And that seems to be a, a tone of a lot of uh, things that you support or uh, proposals that you present like not, but not if but when, when will this happen? Very yes. helpful. So yes. that is really really good. So, as we stated earlier, you are a very big supporter of Lincoln. So, um, even after your term is over, how will you continue to show your support for us? Well, being part of the community and being a supporter of Lincoln is just natural. Mm -hmm. Um, I will look forward to going to the games, went to the homecoming football game, brought my family, uh, really um, taking the time to do those things right, and right. and the basketball games. I mean, Coach Mosley, seeing him around town and his family, um, and whether it's events going on here. I know you you interviewed Miss Liz um, when she had some events going on here on campus, some some supportive events for her. What she was going through, it was fun to come on campus and and support her and her efforts. I mean, there's always things we can do here on campus. Uh, being a business owner also, from that perspective, welcoming students. Right, you know, right. we had the big signs on our window for homecoming, welcome Lincoln, yeah. you know, alumni and friends, um, going to the homecoming parade and just really connecting um, through the business aspect right, too. Right. Um, trying to get Lincoln gear out on people, you know, trying to get the shirts and the hats and jewelry and, and saying, you know, hey, we, we're wearing the Lincoln shirts, you right, know, and I yeah. love putting my Lincoln shirt on and, and wearing it out in the community. So those are things we can do, um, whether you're the mayor or whether you're not, you know, we can all show our Lincoln support and our pride yes. in the Blue Tigers. Got you, got you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the people want to know, will you be filing for re-election in December? Yes, I will. Okay. I will file. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Are you excited? I am excited. Okay. Yeah. These four years have been great, and I can't wait to file in December and then the elections in April. So um, I've been very blessed to have this opportunity, and whatever um, comes, it, you know, I just want to keep things moving forward in Jefferson Definitely. City. We have a great team, a great city. And right, yes. right, right. Yeah. Right. So, so how many terms can you be reelected for? I can do a total of eight years, so okay. two four-year terms. Okay. Uh, and city council is the same way with eight years, but it's every two-year terms okay. for council members. Okay. So. Uh, but for mayor, I'm, I've completed almost completed my first four years, so I, I can run again for four more, and we'll see uh, how you know what happens. And uh, like I said, very blessed to have this opportunity and love serving in this position. Yes, yes, yes we're yes, lucky yes. to have you. Definitely. Thank so you. I wanted to ask you: Are you um, confident with the campaign uh, that you ran off of in 2015? Yes. Okay. Right. Um, or do you see like some growth, some changes with your new campaign next year? You know, the I guess the theme of the original campaign was more uh, revitalization, you know, kind of getting that started. And now we're actually more in the actual development stage. Gotcha, so it's kind gotcha. of cool to see uh, how we were envisioning all these projects that really are tied to our history and our growth and jobs and economic development and all those things combined, but really revitalizing what we have. And sometimes people say, well, what are you going to do? You're mayor. How are you going to make Jefferson City better? Well, sometimes we just need to look at our assets and what we already have. Right, okay, right, we have right. Lincoln. Okay, right. so how can we make that better? Okay, we have this historic penitentiary. How can we revitalize that? Mm -hmm. We have Capitol Avenue, one of the most historic streets in all of the state of Missouri. 
how can we make that into um, you know celebrating our history? And mm-hmm. we have a river. You know, we we don't have to invent what we need to do in Jefferson City. We just need to enhance it, and we yes. need to make it something. So many years, we just we don't even see it. Mm-hmm. Right, we right. drive by Lincoln, we drive by the Capitol, we drive by the river. We don't even stop to think what we really have that is mm-hmm. so great here. So just building on what we already have. I mean, yeah. you know, God gave us these assets as a city. Sometimes right, you got to right. look at your assets. And I think we can ourselves. What do we like to do? What is our thing? You don't have to invent, reinvent things. You, you think of uh, what you like, what you do, what you have, what you're good at. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jefferson City is good at a lot of things. And we're the capital city and we're central. So right. we have a pull from all over. We pulled you all in from all over the country, right, yeah. but right, we're right. central. I mean, we really are. Right, right. And, you know, what we have to offer is really great here. Yeah, we just need to build on that. We've got it. Yeah, start yeah. from what you have. Just Absolutely. Like yes. that, like that. Yeah. And I want to let you know that um, as LU uh, future alumni coming up here real soon, um, <laughs> I, I would like to think that a lot of the alumni um, during your term have grown to really, really uh, have fond memories of just you in term and just really appreciate you as the mayor and just yeah. really Thank enjoyed you, you here um, over Jefferson City. So you have our full support, of course. Yes. And well, I thank think, you. <laughs> and I think it, it, is, it is another great opportunity for freshmen uh, that have come in and the new age of Link University students to, um, if you win, uh to have access to you again, you know, just to have that connection with the mayor that you may not find anywhere else other than Jefferson City. Well, so I appreciate think that. that. Is really, really and I've good. always heard great things about you. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, thank you. Well, you are great students, <laughs> and I, I love that you're doing this blog. I think it's a great opportunity to share so right. many stories. So I, I thank a lot of you too for what you're doing as well. Most definitely. Thank and you. we want to encourage uh, the next generation to, you know, reach out to you because, yes. I mean, for our listeners out there, like it, it was just simple as a conversation and an agreement. And right. I'm, sure. I really can't believe that we're still. Right. <laughs> yes. but it's exciting it's really really exciting and with that um i wanted to go back real quickly uh because we're coming to an end here i know i want to go back quickly to the uh, uh series of town hall meetings we had and uh one of the things that was brought up was employment in jefferson city and i know you have been a huge advocate and I want to say pretty much almost at the front lines of just bridging that gap between Lincoln University and the community. Um, and I know as graduates all over across the nation, um, especially as minorities, we often find times um, uh, find it difficult to be employed or desired uh, in employment uh, for certain positions that you know we may have dreamed about our whole lives. So. Um, I know that, once again, employment was something that was brought up. How do you see um, employment possibly being, you know, uh, uh, up, upgraded or just worked on a little bit more for LU graduates? I'd say I would encourage all the students to definitely work with their instructors, their counselors, the resources here at Lincoln. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes that can get overlooked, but it's really something that... Uh, talk to your uh, professors and let them know what direction you really want to go. They are a great resource. They know people to talk to, what direction to go, how to do that. So, um, and make those connections in the community. Um, there's a lot of opportunities that if you just reach out and call people like me or other business owners and say, hey, this is something I'd like to go into, mm-hmm. give us some insight. 
Um, I know the Chamber of Commerce has a lot of opportunities where they partner people with uh, different, um, you know, some different business leaders in the community, and mm-hmm. I'm sure they would be happy to say, hey, we can put you with certain business leaders. They do a group that's called Young Professionals. Okay, so, okay. you know, as you're graduating then and hopefully staying here in mid-Missouri or, or even while you're here at Lincoln, um, I know that I've invited a student there before mm-hmm. and um, uh, Loki Wilson, you probably know Loki, he's yes. a photographer. We, yes. He's an yes. amazing, I thought yes. he, I didn't know he was a student when I first met him. I thought he was a professional photographer. Yes. And then His he said, no, I'm a student. Yes. He's incredible. But I, I've encouraged him, you know, let's go to young professionals sometime. And uh, even though I'm a little too old for the young professionals, they still let me go. <laughs> um, but, you know, getting kind of, um, uh, getting involved with groups, whether it's student groups or mm-hmm. uh, being active, because the opportunities aren't just going to knock on your door. I mean, life doesn't just happen to you. It's it's really about putting the effort out there, and you've got to put the work out there. So um, get out there and, and seek other leaders that you admire, and, and I think getting to know what do they do and what makes them successful. And right. yeah. they can be a good resource when you're out there in the job search. But you all will have no trouble finding jobs. You'll, <laughs> I would hire you tomorrow if, if, if I could. You all oh, are wonderful. Thank you so wonderful. Much. Yeah, you all are, are, would be great on the mayor's team. <laughs> thank you, thank you. No, you definitely influence the uh, spirit in us as well yes. and what well, we thank do. You. So we thank Thanks. you for that. Um, did you enjoy? homecoming i did okay, that was okay. fun the game and and of course the inauguration was yes. right, right. incredible it yes. was yes. and the ball you look stunning in your blue, you. <laughs> blue dress my blue formal <laughs> i was a lot of blue bling going on there right, but <laughs> right. so was a uh, jc's homecoming going on during the uh the ball? It, it was the same weekend. I actually had an event I had to welcome that night. So mm-hmm. I showed up with my blue formal and I walked in and they all said, what in the world? Just walked in the door. Right, it right. was the mayor and my formal. I said, I've got to go to the ball. So oh, I gave so them a welcome. The okay. Yeah. So I had a few different events, but I, I just kind of balance all right, that. And, you right, know, if right. I show up in a formal to something, then that's just how it is with Most the mayor. Definitely. They're going to get what they're going to get. And I think that says <laughs> a lot about you, of course, because a lot of people um, maybe thought that you possibly picked one over the other you know mm-hmm. but it's it meant a lot that you um you you made it work you balanced yeah, it out I tried. And you still showed sure. up to the inaugural ball and once yes. again looks stunning thank you uh, so we appreciate you for that because Lincoln for one the students are important but I mean the education pieces that's number one but also when you think from a city perspective Lincoln University is one of the largest employers in Jefferson City mm. so do we understand that do we respect that do we want to see that growth because where you're sitting I mean you are a major employer in our town mm. and you think about jobs and what that means for economic growth and development right, right, students right. come here they live here their families come here and visit Hopefully they'll love Mid-Missouri so much they want to stay here. But, you know, do do these candidates, uh, what do they see? What's their vision for Lincoln uh, for the future? Wow. For students, for education opportunities, and also for the job that Lincoln, you know, the jobs that Lincoln is in our city. I'm so glad you painted that picture and put it that way. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's important. So much for that. Lincoln is a big deal. Yes. It really, really is a very vital and important part of our community and as we know these uh, you know our state lawmakers they hold a lot of that in their hands the capability to fund Lincoln and you right. asked me what do people ask sometimes that I mean we're not over that funding at the city level right, right, now right. we can work on some streets and issues but when it really comes to the state funding for our universities we need to make sure our elected officials see that Lincoln is a top priority mm. that is very important wow. 
Mm-hmm. Well, with that, <laughs> we thank you for so coming much. on uh, TM Bonnets and thank helping you. us uh, with the momentum for just this this movement of the Lincoln University community once again involving the students, faculty members, professors, Jeff City residents, state reps. You know, we thank you so much, and we thank you for um, coming on. Uh, Lincoln University's campus, you know, Blue Tiger Pride. Yes, all of go them. Blue Tigers. <laughs> L U. Yeah. Wait, L- how did they do that? I'm doing the little L. There you we got go. it right. L U. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for coming on <laughs> yes. and uh, giving us your time, and we just really appreciate this. And um, we want uh, a lot of people to hear this. That once yes. again. LU students sat down with the JC mayor. Absolutely. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Good opportunity. Thank, Thank you. you so much. You're Mayor welcome. Turgeon. Now we'll take a selfie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we hope you guys enjoyed this conversation with the mayor. Yes, yes. And everything. So it's time to get into these HBCU confessions. All right. So the first HBCU confession that we have is it's such a shame when you have to let go of the people that are nearest and dearest to to you because they can't do right by you. It hurts. I guess you just got to thug it out, grambling. Well, it's one of the more wholesome confessions that I've seen. And, you know, this is definitely true. I think we we are all coming to an age now or a time in our lives where if people coming into our lives cannot elevate us, Mm -hmm. I I have to let you go. I agree. I agree. You know, we're not on the same path. And a lot of times, if you and a person have all y'all can do is party and drink, but you can't do business outside of that, mm-hmm. something wrong. I agree. And I think being down for people has always been something that was considered cool. You know, being down for your bros mm-hmm. back at home, maybe that didn't end up going to college with you. Uh, but you can only be down for so long. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to keep being down for someone that keeps getting in trouble, keeps getting arrested, um, keeps, you know, doing, you know, involving themselves in just criminal activities. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to be down for that and bring myself down when I'm trying to elevate myself to my career. So like Kay said, sometimes you just got to, you know, move on. If you're on two different paths, you know, you make a wave at each other here and there right. on different planets, but that's just how life works. Right. The next confession we have is I had to let go of the guy that I wanted to be with because he just couldn't give me the kind of love I needed. I still want him, but I can't settle. People, please find out your partner's love language and figure out how to love them in ways that they can receive it. Grambling. Hmm. Very, you know, these have been some very wholesome confessions, you know. But um, definitely agree with this. Again, I think um, everybody... We're in our 20s, you know, early 20s, mid-20s, and everybody is coming to a point in their life where, again, you know, if you can't elevate me or help me move forward, whether that's career-wise, relationship-wise, relationship being intimate or whatever, then I, I have to let you go. And this is for both, not just the ladies, for the men as well. If you are in a relationship, know what you want. And learn your partner. Mm-hmm. And if you're communicating so to them, you know, things that you don't like, things that you don't want to be done and they can't do that, it's a lack of respect. And, you know, like this young lady said or this person said, you got to let them go. 
I totally agree with my partner here. And I think don't be afraid to express what you don't like. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of people want to keep their mouths closed. And that even happens in long-term relationships where people are married and all of that. But you have to express your feelings. And Mm -hmm. you just have to say what you're not going to keep up with. You know, what you're not going to tolerate. So, I agree. All right. What you got for us, Malik? All right. So, this one is... Um, do not inherit your profite's beef. Mm. How you been in the org two seconds, but you got a problem with someone you never even gave her a chance with somebody you never even. Okay, excuse me. How you how you been in the org two seconds, but you got a problem with somebody you never even gave a chance. Mm. Well, I think that that goes into. The world of Greek life. I think that when it comes to Greek life, I just think that there's a different world going on. And I think that people that get into that world, they lose sight of what reality is. Mm -hmm. And the reality of the situation is you never know who you're going to need in life. Mm -hmm. So just because one person has had an interaction with another That does not mean that the friend of the one person has to have beef with that other person. It doesn't mean that we have to cause more division within our community because two people are beefing. If there's somebody that I don't necessarily like, I can't just expect that Kay is going to want to jump down. (laughs) (laughs) But I just can't expect that Kay is going to be ready to jump down their throat. You know, like really just... Go at them because I don't necessarily like them. This person could be Kay's whole employer for her dream job. Right. So she, you know, that that's her situation. This is my situation. Everybody has different interactions with everyone. But I think when it comes to Greek life, we need to stop glorifying internal beef mm-hmm. within it. Stop glorifying like, oh, like... This nuck if you, like, when I get into Greek life, I'm going to be on some nuck if you buck type stuff. Ain't nobody better not say nothing about my org. Nobody better not look at me wrong. Nobody nobody better not break my line at a party or anything like that. Like, just relax, y'all. Like, why don't you get in there and maybe, I don't know, maybe, like, sew up some of those loose ends mm-hmm. of the Divine Nine and just kind of bring some more people together. Let's see some of those, what do they call them, the Universal Strolls? The Unity Strolls. The unity strolls. Like let's bring let's see more of those. I think those are dope. So. Yes, I wholeheartedly agree with uh, my partner. And I agree with this tweet, you know, just because the person before you that's in the organization has beef with somebody doesn't necessarily mean you have to inherit that. Yeah. And like Malik said, um Black people just in general, we need to do better at being united and specifically within Greek life. Why not be adult? Because everybody's such, so grown till it's time to sit down and have a conversation. Exactly. But why not be a grown up about the situation and sit down and talk about the issues and then be like, you know what? I understand where you coming from. I understand where you coming from. Mm-hmm. So why not let's, you know, host an event together? Yes. Or something. You so, and I, T-Y. <laughs> you and I, T-Y. It's a unity. All right. All right. So the next one we have, how do you tell somebody that you talk to that you just want to be friends? Like 
The thought of dating them makes you cringe, but you want them in your life as a friend. Well, let me tell you this. All right. When it comes to friendship, friendships are based off of journeys. Mm -hmm. And it's easier to remain friends with someone when your journey is similar with theirs. Okay. So if your journey is to get to the moon and this person's journey is to get to Jupiter, but they just really, 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 really like you, nine times out of ten, that may not necessarily be a successful friendship. Um, because if they're only your friend more so because they like you, but they're not necessarily taking into account the other attributes about you, what you want to be in your life, where you want to go, what you're trying to achieve. Um, I think that's where it kind of becomes less of a friendship and more of a fantasization Mm-hmm. of what this person is and what I think they are mm-hmm. more of a crush um, so I think even expecting for that person to be your friend is somewhat for some people unrealistic I think maybe you should look into how this person can possibly stick around to help you achieve what you want in your life but if they're just there hanging around because they really like you and they're constantly being you know denied you know it's like there's really that that's kind of I don't know it's kind of kind of messed up a little bit to keep yeah. them around. What do you think? Um, you know, I think first of all communication is the key. And if you knew from the beginning that you didn't want to be with that person like that, you should have made that clear from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like Malik said, I think if you know this person really likes you, and you tell them that you don't like them like that, but you want to remain friends, I feel like that's unfair to that other person because that other person may feel like, well, I can't be your friend because my feelings are just too strong for you. Right. You right. can't be mad at them if they feel that way, and they can't be mad at you because of you because you wanting them to be, because you want them to be your friend. Yeah. And I just think, like I said earlier, it's, it all boils down to communication. Most definitely. Most definitely. All right, guys, that concludes our HBCU confessions. We want to thank you all for joining us. Thank you all for joining our conversation with our mayor of Jefferson City. Hashtag the Jefferson City selfie queen. (laughs) We want to just thank you for listening to just her experience as mayor and joining us on our sixth episode yes. and listening to all the information that me and my partner here worked so hardly to retrieve for you all. We're doing our best to keep you all informed every Sunday. Yes. And we just want to keep promoting the show and ask you all to promote it as well. Um, just to keep everybody updated on what's happening in the Lincoln University community. Yes. All right. So I know it's getting cold out there. So y'all got to keep them bonnets on and get them mugs ready. Because this tea is
tigers. <laughs>